everybody, and welcome to the side panel. I am your host, AJ, and in this episode, I will be reviewing Hotel Mumbai, Pet Cemetery, and The Highwaymen. That's right, I'm coughing because I'm sick, which is one of the reasons for the delay in the recording. Um, I may be coughing a lot throughout the episode. I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Let's get started, shall we, with Hotel Mumbai. This is one of those, um, I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV, live TV, so I don't know if there's been a lot of advertisement for it. I did see the trailers in front of one of the other movies and decided, you know, this looks kind of cool. I'll go check it out. Um, the film is a biographical thriller directed by Anthony Maras and written by John Coley and Anthony Maras. It's based on the 2009 documentary Surviving Mumbai about the Mumbai attacks in 2008 at the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel. Uh, in 2008, a group of young men uh, under the orders of uh, religious zealots and jihadists uh, decided to take the streets of Mumbai and just start killing people. Um, in a coordinated attack, they assaulted 12 different locations across the city of Mumbai, all accumulating at the Taj Palace Hotel. Um, is that the name of it? it? Taj Mahal Palace Hotel in India. So this movie uh, is the depiction of that story. Now, as you can imagine, it wasn't really, um, well, I, I, I don't know what I'm going with this. Let me just say this. First off, um, <coughs> excuse me, the movie is very, very intense. It comes at you from the point of view of just everything, everyone around it, surrounding stuff. It intersected with the radio reports that were actually recorded during the uh, during the, the attack, um, spliced in with just uh, you know before and afters of, of how these different characters reacted during these tense moments. Um, not a lot of gore, so much as there is a lot of blood and shooting and killing. Um, the movie itself stars Dev Patel, Army Hammer, um, Jason Isaacs, Tilda, Kobam Harvey, Anna Pamker, and Nazanin Panidai. I'm horrible at these names, but a majority of these are Indian actors, which is a compliment to the filmmakers because, you know, instead of whitewashing it or doing anything else, they decided to actually cast from uh, India itself. And there's uh, tons of uh, amazing stars um, out in India. And so they did a great job at pulling them and getting them in uh, as actors on, on this movie. Um, what I was really impressed with is I'm a huge fan of Dev Patel ever since seeing him on Kids and BBC. Um, and we all try to ignore the fact of Avatar last day. But... but <coughs> Uh, once again, he comes across as doing a great job in this film. The film doesn't focus on one character. It focuses on a different groups of characters and how they're trying their best to survive the situation. And in that aspect, I felt at no point in time was I left wanting to know more because they were able to give me everything that I asked for. Uh, it is intense. It is uh, on the edge of your seat, like drama throughout the whole thing. And you're trying to pull for the people 
uh, the entire time. So uh, I highly recommend it. It gets two thumbs up on my end, even though I have four. But still, it gets as many thumbs as I want to get it. So there you go. Moving on, uh, I caught another Netflix release in The Highwayman. Excuse me. Once again, you guys are, are trapped under my love of cowboy and, and movies, uh, uh, western movies, style movies. Where in this one kind of takes a little bit of a twist. The movie is about two Texas Rangers in the name uh, uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. Who are kind of, I mean, they remind you, the characters remind you very much of like Elliot Ness. And, and the Untouchables. And these guys are trying to, they're brought on by uh, the governor of Texas, Kathy Bates, to hunt down and and stop Bonnie and Clyde, the illustrious, famous characters known as Bonnie and Clyde. Um, most stories that you see of Bonnie and Clyde, most of those um, movies back in the day, they kind of romanticized the Bonnie and Clyde uh, kind of, you know, just the things that they did. When in actuality, what they did was run across multiple states, killing everybody that got in the way for no reason whatsoever, just because they wanted to be famous. And due to the romanticism of these characters, they garnered a huge following, and, and they were as big as the Beatles, or, you know. So, <coughs> excuse me, this movie shows you the point of view from the guys hunting them. And that is these two worn down, broken veterans of the trade, uh, highwaymen, in Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. And they are sent down, and no, it's not cowboys and in, in, in whatnot, like I said, but the feeling of it is like old style western meets Elliot Ness, untouchable style stuff. You know, uh, the two characters are excellently written, the story is well written. If I had to give it a complaint, it's that you don't see um, a lot of Bunny and Clyde. You don't even see uh, their faces until the very end of the movie. And I understand why they're doing that. They're doing that because they want you to see the viewpoint of these two rangers hunting them down. And so they don't want you at any point in time to romanticize these characters, much like a lot of the rest of America has. And so with that aspect, you know... I really appreciate it, but you know, I would have liked to have seen who we were hunting. You know, just a, a little affirmation in that. Other than that, um, I have nothing but great things to say about this movie. If you get a chance, it's on Netflix. Just pick it up and give it a watch. Um, it stars Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Kathy Bates, Kim Dickens, uh, William Sattler, and a whole bunch of just other really great actors and actresses. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say without giving too much away. It's on Netflix. Watch it. You'll thank me later. And finally, the last movie I'll be reviewing is Pet Cemetery. Let me just start this off by saying uh, I read the book, was a fan of the book. I loved the original movie. I named my son Gage, and somehow, some way, we ended up living in an apartment complex where the, the actor... Miko Hughes that played Gage in the original film uh, his sister lived in that complex so he often came over and was you know, a few years older than my son but they were still able to play together and hang out together 
which we all thought was funny because, you know, my son's name's Gage and here's the kid that played Gage. And I want to play with you. You know, that very famous one. Yeah, I'm a sick individual, but you knew that before you hit play. Um, so having said that, I went into seeing this film uh, with not a lot of high hopes. In fact, I was, I would say I was fairly jaded walking into the movie once um, I saw the trailer where it showed how they changed the movie. Um, and change the story. Because of that, I also feel that I had too much familiarity with the story. So in watching the movie, even with the slight changes and the things that they did to it, I knew everything that was going to happen. And so I wasn't taken surprised by it. I wasn't uh, scared by anything. There were no jump scares for me, even though I, I know there were a few for everybody else. And so the magic for me was kind of lost. Um, looking at it at an outside point of view I can see where everyone might enjoy the movie uh, it's about a father who uh, loses his child and goes through whatever it takes to reunite his family with that child um, I'm not going to go into it if you're unfamiliar with the story but I'm sure most of you are the the thing about this movie that I will say that did attract me was uh, the house that they lived in. I thought the house was awesome and the location of the house was great. The problem I had aside from being too familiar with it was the, the sets. When you're at night and you're at, they're, you know, in the pet cemetery and up in the mountains and crawling around and doing all this stuff at night, it's obvious that they're on a movie set you know like they're on the sound stage somewhere on Paramount Studios or something <coughs> and because of that that also helped in removing some of the magic from it um, a lot of reviewers are saying that this is better than the original I think they're stupid but that is something for you to you know, make up your own mind about. I will say that this was not as good as the remake of It. Uh, last year's It came out and it was awesome. It, uh, while the original was good, it blew the original away. And this is in no way, shape, or form anywhere close to that, even though they were kind of hoping for it. The Stephen King curse seems to live on in that anything Stephen King. Uh, translated into a movie that isn't done by Darabont is just going to suck. And uh, with the one exception of, of being either Dolores Claiborne or last year's It, um, this seems to follow along that path. It does have a great cast in uh, Jason Clark and John Lithgow, um, but uh, it the, the the wife, played by Amy uh, Simons, can't say her last name. Seemed to have one expression in the film, and that's the only expression she was left with, and, and decided to go with that. <laughs> so it's unfortunate for that. But again, I am kind of jaded on that aspect. So I, I, I would advise that you guys would check it out for yourself and formulate your own opinion. And if your opinion in any way, shape, or form is different than mine in on um, any of the films that I've ever reviewed or reviewed in this episode please shoot me an email for at gmail.com 
ask me any questions. I will read them on the air. Uh, bring up any debates, and we can we can discuss them here on the show. Uh, so yeah, there you have it, guys. Those are the three movies I saw this week. Uh, this weekend coming up, I will be catching Hellboy, which I know we're all excited about. Um, and I might go see Missing Link. I don't know. The, the, the more I see about that, uh, the more I'm drawn to it. And uh, I might even sneak a little Curse of Alaronia in there. Who knows? I make no promises. Um, but it's all leading up to Avengers Endgame at the end of the month. So you can expect one more episode before that. So, uh, without any other things I have to say, uh, please follow me on all the social medias. Either on the Forbidden Panel or Draven. Uh, check out the website, ForbiddenPanel.com. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Sorry for coughing all up in your ears.